Hello and welcome to She's Killing It, the serial entrepreneur's guide to building an empire. I'm Alicia Shoemaker. And I'm Deb Oliviera. And we're here to share our tips, tricks, and shortcuts to building a massive business. Between the two of us, we've built over a dozen businesses, many of them being six-figure businesses. And we can't wait to share our experience to help you launch and grow a massive empire. We want to be the ones that help you scale your business, automate it, grow your team, and build your empire. Let's get started. We have officially, Deb and I, moved on from the planning and all the caffeine and all of the Diet Coke and all of the strategizing. And now we are celebrating with you and we've moved on to wine. Yay! We are ready in this podcast to talk about launching. It is official. You have your plan, you have your product, you have your idea, you have your experts, that's us. And now it's time to take the next big step. And that means become the actual business. This is the exciting part. This is the butterflies, seeing your dream turn into a real thing. Like this is the, holy crap, I actually created the thing. Like this is the moment. Yeah. Where you get to step in and be the entrepreneur that was always inside. Like there is just something special about that moment when you're like, man, I built something by myself or with a partner, but I made a thing and it exists in the world. Like, oh, that's such an exciting moment. It is. And you get to like celebrate yourself and it's okay to be excited and tell the world. And oh, we are going to talk about how to tell the world. Oh, let's tell it. Tell it, girl. Okay, so number one, when it comes to launching, and this is, I think, the hardest part of getting of getting your launch, is you have to commit. You have to say, it's this day. This is the day that we open. This is the day we open for business. If you do not pick a day, pick a time, pick a plan, you will never do it because you get that. I know, Deb, you get this too, like the imposter syndrome, who am I to launch this? Yeah. Who am I to create this? Who am I to open this box? Who am I to open this door? And if you do not commit and tell somebody, even if it's your closest friend and confidant, somebody who will hold you accountable to saying, I'm going to launch on this day, you will find a reason to not do it. Yes. And it is okay if not everything goes perfect. But in fact, it will not. It won't. If it's okay. And it's okay to have all the feel. Yep. So what we're going to do is at the very least number, three months out. I think three months is a great number. It gives you time to work through the kinks, making sure that you have, if it's a physical product, you have inventory, you have product, or you have a system to get the product to the end consumer. It gives you time to figure out your systems, figure out the flow, figure out anything else you need. And more importantly, to build some excitement. Yes, I want to do less than three months. I don't think so. I think that just gives you a level of comfort. And it just, it allows you to work through the beginning stages of your business plan. We talked about that in the last episode and just how important that is. Absolutely. Whether that's, you know, finalizing financing, purchasing your equipment, building out your space, three months to start building and start three, three months to start building that excitement. You might not start with dripping excitement like at three months, but committing to three months out saying, Within three months, we are open for business. Yeah, that's when you're going to start talking about it. 
Yeah. So what are some ways that you can start talking about it? Well, from my digital side is, I mean, you have to create the socials and you don't have to necessarily be on all the platforms, right? It's really what suits your brand and suits your audience. But whether that's on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or YouTube or whatever those channels make sense for you, building the platform, starting to build some trickle-in content, those little bits and pieces to start getting people curious. Now, I don't know why you're asking me, Deb, because let's be honest, (laughs) the queen of launch and excitement is sitting across from me. It is not me. I can talk all day about the logistics of launch and how to build the right content for it. But as far as building it big and kicking that door in and saying, I'm here, that is you. So tell me, how how do you build a buzz for your launch? Three months out, you've got three months. What kinds of things have you tried when you started launching your businesses? So let's assume that you are just starting out. That you don't have everything figured out yet. Yeah. You know, like we've discussed in the previous episodes of finding your platforms that you are going to use. You're, we're not going to use everything. And I know we didn't dive too much into this yet, but this is not that time. You haven't figured that out yet. So you get to just have fun with it. Yeah. So you get to show up in all the places. So you get to make the fun TikToks and maybe go to networking events and start talking about your business and make sure that you're showing up with excitement Mm -hmm. to talk about your business. Because if you're excited about it, they're going to get excited about it and they're going to be like, I don't know why I'm excited, but I'm excited for you. Yes. And that's where having a really strong community comes into play because having the relationships already built and those connections already made means when you walk in the room and you are giddy and jumping up and down and on your toes and you can barely sit still, your people know that something big is coming and they're going to be behind you 110%. They're going to help you shout it from the rooftops. They're going to help make those connections for any other gaps that you have. But that community is going to help you build it big. So if I were to start over and start completely fresh yeah. in a brand new business, I'd personally start on social media with the ones who are closest to me. And I'm well aware that not everyone has family and friends that are super supportive. Mm-hmm. But in this scenario, we're assuming you at least have friends. You have a family. hundred people that you're friends with on Facebook. Let's exactly. Say. You're going to post in your stories. You're going to post on your page. You're going to create a Facebook page. And you're just going to tell them, I am excited. I am doing something new. Please come follow me on this journey. And you're going to tell them what your business is about, why you are creating this business, and then what this business is. It doesn't even have to be a push on product. It doesn't have to be a number of number game. It's just, I am so excited. This is the thing that I created. This is the solution. This is the problem I'm fixing. I cannot wait for you to see more. And then stop. Because it is so easy to go down the verbal explosion and all of a sudden you're trying to tell your entire master business plan to all of the Facebooks. And we want them to get just taste. Start to build the excitement and really just start hitting home who and what this is. So people get a sense of who else do they need to share this with? And that's where the power comes in. And you're going to have a couple different groups of people that are watching. Yep. So one that is going to follow your page and they're going to support you and they're going to comment on your things. You can even maybe do, here's one idea, a pre-launch, 
uh, challenge. Oh, that. Where if you share my page, that is like one entry into this challenge game thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something there. And then there's this second group that may be standing by the sidelines. You don't really see them physically, but they're there. They're learning. They're watching. They're keeping an eye. They're not sure yet. They're not fully committed. Yeah, just kind of watching. Just in case this is something interesting that they need to know about. And they're okay, too. There is perfectly acceptable to not be sure yet. But just know that these two groups are going to exist in this space when you're starting to launch. There's also the third group. <gasps> What's the third group? The third group is the people. And this is the hardest group to deal with in general. And we'll probably talk about this later in a future episode as well. But there is a third group there of people who will try to tear it apart. Mm-hmm. And I, we need you to know this before this person comes out of the woodwork. And it's sometimes it's the crazy aunt. Sometimes it's your best friend. Sometimes it's a person whose opinion you really value. But this person will come out and whether it's through DMs or through something passive or something outward that just is not supportive. This does not mean at any point that you should stop. It means that this is not for them. It is for you. And you need to keep pushing forward. This is a speed that And instead, celebrate the people who are cheering you on. Give them the love. Give them the incentive. Give them the the gracious thank yous and embrace them as as the people who are there to celebrate with you. You just made a very good point. And that is thanking the people who are hyping you up, the ones who are supporting you. Make sure that you're starting from the very beginning, building that community hearing out and recognizing the people who are supporting you. Yeah. And so that means literally saying, hey, Alicia, if you comment like on my Facebook business page, I'm so excited for your lodge. I'm going to go on there and I'm going to comment and I'm going to respond to it saying, thank you so much. It means so much to me that you are here supporting me. And I can't wait to see you there. Make sure that in those comments and in those responses that you're telling them how excited you are to have them continue the journey with you, not just thank them for that one interaction. You're teaching your followers very early on that you are a communicator back, that this is not strictly you pushing on them, but also that you're inviting them to continue to interact with you. You want them to know that this is a conversation, not an advertisement. And along those lines... It is okay to gauge your followers' interest, to ask them questions, to help them feel involved. So ask them, you know, if I have a clothing brand, do you like this shirt or this shirt better? Which one would you prefer me to carry in my store? That helps get a conversation going and it helps them feel involved in this process. Even things like colors, names, locations, styles, wallpaper. Something that makes them feel like they have a stake, they're a member, they're part of that inner circle, that crowd that they're dying to be a part of. Everybody wants to be in on the secret. Everybody wants to be involved in behind the scenes. It's one of the reasons why, I mean, even celebrities do this. It's one of the reasons why Instagram is, was so incredibly popular early on because you got a sneak peek. 
You got to see things behind the scenes of of celebrities. You got to see their real life or real-ish life, but you got to see what it's like to be them. This is what you're trying to instill in them early on and start to get them excited for your launch early, three months ahead. So what else do we do to start to build excitement? Ways to create like major buzz when you are starting a new business or even when you're starting like a new project is to get, you know, media attention or even social influencers. So ways that we can do this is creating a press release. And there are templates all over the internet for this. It's pretty easy to create one. It is. And all of these email addresses and websites for news stations all accept press releases hundreds a day. Now, you may not get selected, but you can also use that information and even use that press release on your website and include that in your press releases. Do them for new launches. Do them for new lines. Do them for new seasons. Do them for big changes. You just never know what's all of a sudden going to get the right traction on a certain day. So using those press releases is great, especially if you are a community-based business. So things like physical locations, shops, e-stores, to some degree, any new coaching or experience that you're creating that's local, it definitely has the ability to get traction on news networks. And they're pretty easy to connect with. Yes. Like it's easier than most people think. And that's really just be a human, be real with them. A lot of times they will get these emails that seem very generic. Write a little note in there telling them, thank you for your time. Like, I appreciate your consideration. Just be real with them and start building those relationships with the media. When it comes to social influencers, you can reach out to them. Their DMs are open. If you see any that you feel like are going to be a good fit for your product-based business or your service business or your local business, whatever it is, if you find a social influencer that you feel is going to be a good fit, reach out to them and see how maybe you can work together. Or even like I mentioned, you know, networking. How can we work together? How can we promote this new business together? Make sure that it's always an even fit though that it's not one-sided. Absolutely. And along the lines of those community groups, look for local social media groups to drop into. If your product is clothing or a physical location, look for local entrepreneur Facebook pages or groups. GR Boss Babes is one of the bets around as far as West Michigan. Yeah. And connecting other entrepreneurs. Using those as one, jumping off points to ask questions, build community, but also to help hype up your business. One of the things that Deb and I and uh, Rebecca Thomas, more than a life coach, have started doing as part of kind of a thumb pro, flamingo, more than a life coach collaboration is doing business showers. Find a community of other entrepreneurs who want to celebrate this. So I'm sure all of you have seen these memes that go around the internet about how we, we celebrate baby showers and we celebrate wedding showers. But we should also be celebrating other big things other than just relationship shifts, like weddings and babies. Let's celebrate PhDs. Let's celebrate a business launch. And so we show up with other entrepreneurs. We celebrate that business. We create opportunities to network. We celebrate this launch and we help bring new people in the door to help build that influencer community and those connections so that businesses can grow together 
arm in arm. Find a community to help start doing that before your launch so that you can also be part of those launch features. So one thing that we haven't discussed yet on this is being true to yourself. This is probably the hardest when you're first getting into business because you feel like you need to be everything to everyone. You need to be doing this exactly right. You do it the exact way that your mentor tells you. You do it the exact way that the business coach tells you or the book tells you or the banker tells you even. Defining who you are as a brand and who you are as a person and not bending to someone else's expectations is incredibly important. Authenticity can be felt in everything that you do as a business, whether that's video, live, in person, even in how you design a space if you have a physical location. If it feels like you're trying to force yourself to be something you are not, it will show. So choosing a path, choosing these excitement tactics, choosing these activities that feel authentic to you is going to make you be more successful than trying to do all of them that don't feel right. So Deb, how would you suggest somebody decide what's authentic to them? Or what happens if you're an introvert and you're just not one of those super big, outward, excitable people? How do we take a step forward? Absolutely. Start small. Start small. Start somewhere. We've talked this entire time about it doesn't have to be perfect. It is okay if you are naturally quieter, you're more of an introvert, you are an extroverted person who wants to be showing up in all these spaces. That's okay. Just start small. So for example, maybe you're not going to go live on your Instagram or your Facebook or TikTok. Instead, you're going to record videos multiple at a time in the comfort of your home. Like get your comfiest sweater like sit in your comfiest seats at home in the comfort of your home, record these videos so that you can then slowly become more comfortable and work up to doing the lives. Maybe you are uncomfortable in front of a camera to do promotional photos. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're either going to set your camera up for self-timer so you can slowly do photos on your own. Yeah. And then eventually maybe having a friend start taking those photos for you, for your promotional photos. The point here is start small, just that little bit outside of your comfort zone and grow from there. Because we're going to work on starting to build that confidence to be more comfortable in this space. Absolutely. And especially in this really, it can be a really anxious time because you have all these pieces. It's putting yourself out there. It's taking a risk in in launching a business and something that feels new and big and scary, especially if it's your first business. Taking these baby steps, finding how you can do something versus forcing yourself to do something completely out of your wheelhouse, like saying, I have to do lives. Okay, you're not going to do them if you feel like you have to and you hate them. So starting with doing short videos, doing one pre-recorded, do the same video 30 times and pick your favorite. It's really just a matter of finding how you can do something, not forcing yourself to do what is truly against your nature right now. Okay, so we are, let's say, a week before launch. What does the week of your launch look like? So it would suggest you starting with a lead capture of some kind. So getting their email addresses, 
to kind of be able to stay in touch with your audience, keeping them excited, keeping them in the loop with the things that are happening, especially this week leading up, start a lead capture. Before launch, like collecting those email addresses early on so that that whole week you're dropping them exactly with excitement of, oh my gosh, we got new inventory in and it's just like, a, you know, boxes or check out the short video that I that I created of uh, the space and it's just, you know, a quick YouTube video uh, walking through the space and all the decisions that everybody got to make. And you can even point out the thing like, oh, I'm so glad you picked this wallpaper for me. Like we talked about before and involving people in the decision. Keeping them involved. Yes. And then with that email, with the email addresses, you're able to then invite them to a private launch party. Yeah. Yeah. That can be in person. That can be online. This, this can definitely look however you want it to look for your business being true to yourself. Absolutely. So having this private launch party, which gets people excited, gets them involved. And especially for your early adopters that joined your page early, that got excited, that celebrated with you. Not that third group. We didn't, we'll just let them live in their third group. But though that group one and even group two will start to jump on board here with the people who are just kind of lurkers. If all of a sudden you've built all this excitement and you're offering a pre-launch, a lot of your lurkers are going to start coming out of the woodwork going, this is something I want to be a part of. I want to be included. I want that free launch and be able to start getting them engaged and involved and moving them from your lurkers to your brand advocate. Absolutely. And with the emails, it email addresses are amazing for this second group of the lurkers. Yeah. Because it's still comfortable for them. They're still a little bit on the outside, but they're like slowly moving into the inner circle. And you're not calling them out by name, but you know, they might open the email. It's just that, that extra little nudge of like, don't you want to see what else is going on? You would be amazed how many of your group two lurkers start shifting into your big brand advocate. Yes. The next thing that you're going to do within this week prior to launch is check all your systems. Make sure that everything is working how it should be working. Even if this means asking a couple friends, for example, this is just an example. If you have an online checkout system, cool. Have them go on, check it out. Have them give you some feedback on what they think of the user experience. Yes. This is really important, especially if it's a business that includes inventory. One, you want to make sure that the actual purchase system works. Two, you also want to make sure that it impacts your inventory system the way it's supposed to. If you have to hand do inventory, that's different. But you do want to make sure that all of these purchase systems, your website, everything that could potentially impact somebody's belief about the strength of your business, you just want to double check them. It will also give you more confidence because you will not fucking guess yourself 24 hours before at two o'clock in the morning going, oh my gosh, I don't know if my website works or I don't yeah. know if my, if my strike will connect or it just helps give you peace of mind that you are absolutely ready for launch day. One that I've seen with my coaching clients that you really need to make sure works well, it's your scheduling system. Yeah. Especially if you have scheduling to contract to payment. This is so important. I mean, making sure that there's an e- there's a steady flow of information the way it's supposed to, that nothing glitches, nothing doesn't send correctly. Having a test run or five 
need to work, especially for your launch day. This is where that prep a week ahead of time is going to be so important. It is. And we've talked about not being perfect. Okay, this is one area that has to work before you launch. Yeah. It's okay if other things maybe don't, you know, go as planned. This is one area, making sure that your systems are in place, that they work before launch. Yes, this is the part to definitely invest the time and energy into. And then the last thing is enjoy this time because you are doing something that a lot of people are honestly too scared to do. And it's okay for them. Someday they're going to get there. But you are here right now making this big life adventure and you're doing the thing. And you have done something incredible. You have started with something that's popped into your brain and you built it into, I think, into a structure, into a business, into a way to feed your soul or feed your pocket or both, hopefully both. You have done something that many people dream of and most people never get to. So this is a moment to celebrate. Make sure you take that pocket of time just to look at what you've built and revel in it. And if you have created a community of entrepreneurs and people to celebrate around you, they will make sure that you realize how incredible you are for doing the damn thing. And in case no one's told you recently, we're proud of you. I'm incredibly proud of you. Way to go. Thank you for listening to today's episode of She's Killing It. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you found something in particular that you loved about this episode, be sure to review it and share it with all of your female entrepreneur friends. We can't wait to chat with you next time.